Hello. You're about to hear a special episode recorded on Tuesday the 20th of April in the afternoon, where Leah, Aaron and myself speak about major developments in the sport of football. Most of us in our group of friends love the sport. We all support a team, we all are a part of the culture around the sport and felt compelled to speak about the potentially revolutionary news that broke on Sunday the 19th of April 2021. Funnily enough, mere hours after we finished recording, the instigators of the Super League got cold feet due to the potency of the displeasure shown by fans, the backbone of the entire sport, making our entire conversation appear outdated almost immediately. Nonetheless, please enjoy the episode for what it is. Thank you for listening. Hi and welcome to a special episode of the Not Even Being Serious podcast. Today is just you could three be of a us. bit more enthusiastic, a bit more. Uh, you fucking do the intros then, yeah? <laughs> No, I'm not a regular. Person, you, you, you're you're going to become a regular though. So uh, this is a special episode because today we are speaking about a subject very dear to our hearts. Um, on the eve of the 19th of April, it was announced that 12 of Europe's premier clubs, football clubs, are going to create their own Super League, and it has sparked outrage across all football media, particularly in the UK and across Europe, and has been met with disdain almost universally. And us three, and Harry as well, but we love football. And we're just here, we want to talk about it. We want to share our own perspectives because, um, at least for me, I've seen a lot of UK fans' perspective and UK media perspective, but we're a little bit different because we're international. I prefer Mediterranean, but sure. <laughs> yeah, why aren't I boiling it, you know? How many European trophies have they won? <laughs> you know what's hilarious, though? They've gotten further than United in the Champions League in the last 10 years. That's because you lot are shit, though, is it? Yeah, so why are we in it? No, I'm joking. I get why, why we are in it. Why other teams are in it? Because, because, because we got money. Yeah, bread. Well, so Aaron, yesterday um, you you told me yeah. that you weren't really aware of what the fuck was going on. So, have you seen yeah. anything new back then? Yeah. Back so, then? so I don't know. I don't know if you saw it, but um, True Jordy posted um like a, a little debate they had about the Super League. Yeah. Um, it was about an hour long. I don't know. I watched that, and that's pretty much the extent of my knowledge regarding, you know, the Super League. Um, but, you know, if one of you guys can explain it again from the beginning, I think it will be will be good to start from there. Yeah, I, I did a fantastic video. If anybody hasn't yeah. seen it, you should watch it if you, if you care about football and you want an inside look into... It provides a very interesting and candid look at in the UK's approach to this and by that I mean the true Geordie he's a Newcastle fan and Newcastle are not a, a club that has been competing to be winning things for several years because they have been hamstrung by poor ownership and so he he in that debate was almost representing the fans of football clubs that were not and are not going to be involved in this Super League and the other three that were on uh, were all supporters who have joined the Super League. 
even though they do not support the idea itself. Um, but for context, I'll try and summarize it. So football is governed by uh, an organization called FIFA and regionally or continentally, there are also several governing bodies for each continent or each region around the world that govern football in that region. And they are in charge of competitions involving national teams and also competitions involving club teams. This incident is occurring in Europe. And so the governing body for Europe is UEFA, uh, an organization that historically has been extremely corrupt and extremely inept in enforcing fair competition. And ironically, now they are being made to look like the saviors because some owners of the 12 most commercially large and competitive clubs have decided to break away from their respective leagues and UEFA and the European Club Association to create their own league and their, and their own format so that they can advertise it and sell it to the highest bidders and sort of um, globalize football in a way that hasn't really been done before on such a large scale at least because it is a little bit similar to the MLS but the MLS is tiny compared to this. Yeah, so I, I was going to say that I feel like they're trying to like Americanize um, the like the franchise of, of football in the sense that um, you know how how in um, in baseball they call it they call it the the World Series or in basketball they they or, or in football American football they sort of have like the the, the title World Champions for example. And I feel like that's what they're trying to do with the Super League to make it more enticing to to, to hold other um, demographic of viewership. And and if they can tap into that new demographic, then there's shit tons of money to be made. And I think that's the main incentive of why uh, the big clubs um, are doing that. I could be wrong. You could, you could correct me, but no, they are like... because um, like <clears throat> United have American owners. Liverpool have American owners. I think, do Arsenal have American owners? Yeah. So, like, I think they're all trying to, like, I don't know, bring... Italians as well. Italians, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're all trying to bring, like, the American aspect of sport into Europe. Which, like, so, won't, it won't work. Yeah, which... Actually, I, I think, think it will it's a work. Bad thing because... No. What no, I think, think it will work. By work, do you mean it will be yeah, successful? Yeah, what do you mean work? Or, so or I will think... we enjoy football again in that format? Okay, so I'm not talking about enjoying football. I'm not talking about the sport itself. But I'm yeah. thinking, I think that the reason and their ideas for doing this are actually brilliant. I think they've done, as far as their aim is they've done an amazing job in completing their aim because their aim is not to further the sport their aim is not to do what they're supposed to do in the romantic sense of the sport which is to give back to the communities and elevate competition mm -hmm. but if their goal is to realize what they are worth and 
um, force the governing bodies to kowtow to them, give them more power in order to make more money, then I think this is going to work. Because let's be honest, these 12 clubs, which are um, three, the three biggest clubs in Italy, the three biggest clubs in Spain, and the six biggest clubs currently in the Premier League, are they are I've just described them using the superlative of biggest and commercially they are and as a result they have power they have that attractive marketing branding that draws customers yeah so so before you before you continue what what would you say are the requirements for for a club to be chosen to be put into the super league like specifically, are we talking about it, their net worth? Are we talking about trophies? Like, what what are the requirements? The history behind I the think, club. Do you want me to tell you what I think they chose, yeah. or what I think? If I was to make my own super league, what would it be? Or go with um, go with go with both. Start with what. Start with what um, you think, and then what they've done. I think if I was to make a super league, then it would be. I think the Champions League is quite close to being very a very functional way of doing that if you have a good history then you have a good like coefficient ranking or something so if you're in the competition then you get a slightly fairer group draw however if you have a bad season as we all know then you're not going to even be able to participate in the premier european competition because participation is based on performance so, yeah, so it would we, be we would take it like this for example like Arsenal wouldn't get in there Tottenham wouldn't get in there Liverpool wouldn't get in there Chelsea we don't know they probably might not get in there but you're looking at teams like um or City are there for sure West Ham could be there but that's that's not enticing to to people if clubs like West Ham get in there right so they want they want to they want to market it to the elite of the elite which have got money right exactly the elite in inverted commas because the elite have a much larger fan base. So, as you just mentioned, Arsenal Football Club have, say, 150 million fans worldwide, whereas West Ham United Football Club do not. And so, if, if, say, West Ham United Football Club's total global fan pool is a tenth of what Arsenal's is, that means... If you, and this is stretching it, that a 10, 10 times less people are going to watch the Champions League next year. And as a result, there's going to be, by association, less demand. And if there's less demand, then there's less money being made for someone. Someone's losing money. Yeah. yeah. Now, if, if to, to answer the, the question, what I think they've done is what, what I think the criteria for joining or making the Super League is they've sort of, because these clubs have so many departments, they've gathered their data analysts, their statisticians, their engagement specialists, and all that. And they've looked at the numbers and they've said, we have, we have X amount of global pool and demand and all this. Like they know, because we live in such a, a technological society, everybody knows everything. And so they own the data of hundreds of millions of people. So they know exactly how much 
pulling power they have. And so what I think they've done is the two, the two most marketable clubs in the world uh, are Manchester United and Real Madrid. And it seems as if the owners of those two football clubs are the driving force behind this initiative. And they've decided, well, we're going to get as like-for-like like club, so all the other big clubs of Europe. And again, by big club, I don't mean like trophies or recent success. I mean like historically. literally, probably, not even historically. Right now, probably the most important thing for them is internet engagement. Yeah. And so... Think about it like Juventus, Juventus Football Club. They have Cristiano Ronaldo, who has how many hundreds of millions of followers combined across all the social media? It's over 200, I'm guessing. There you go. So I think that's how they've measured it. So when people say, why are Tottenham there? Why are Arsenal there? It's, a, it's like a, yeah, I get, it's a decent question, but you're sort of complaining about the most insignificant detail of the whole thing, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's all based off money. That's why everyone is against it. As uh, there's other reasons as well, but like if you're talking about elite of the elite, City aren't in it, Arsenal aren't in it, Tottenham aren't in it, Atletico Madrid aren't in it. You can't say that those four clubs are elite, but because they have such a massive pull financially, they're in it. You can't be elite of elite and not, I'm sorry, not win the Champions League. That's the most elite competition in football. Yeah, I don't, I think, I don't uh, care if you've gone to the final or semi-final in recent years like City, whatever. Yeah, on, on a footballing sense, you're right. But commercially, they are the elite. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No, that I agree with 100%. And that's why they're in it. But that's not even the biggest problem for me. The biggest problem... Well, if t- these 12 clubs, they're like, apparently they're not going to be in their leagues anymore, apparently. So they're going to go to the Super League and that's their league because the Premier League and La Liga and all them are going to kick them out, apparently, right? Yeah. So if, so if that happens, if that happens, like, surely, inevitably, every single football club is going to struggle financially yeah like Burnley even Stoke Rochdale teams from other divisions in other leagues because there's no there's going to be no demand to watch them yeah anymore so that like eventually there's going to be 12 clubs in football or 20 wherever they want to make it the Super League and then they're forgetting that like okay these football clubs are the biggest and we watch them because they're the best granted but like they're forgetting that football is a working class sport and every everyone works like 40 to 60 hours a week to go pay for a ticket to go watch their team, even though they're shit. But, but they love it and they support it. So like they're forgetting about the fans who don't support these 12 teams. And they're just saying, ah, these 12 teams, they're elite. Everyone else is insignificant. So now it just promotes that. I don't know. I don't know what mentality you'd call it. Elitist. I think I've seen a lot. Yeah. Like you just want to be better than everyone else, but you're forgetting about everyone else. Well, you need to understand that, you know, the owners of these clubs, they're not, well, they're, 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 yeah. not they're not working class. They, they haven't. No. They, they're just not. They, they've, they've 
been brought up with a super silver spoon up their asses and good on them, do you know what I mean? But they, yeah, they don't yeah. they don't have they haven't been brought up in that way, so they don't know. And mm-hmm. if we're, and if we're talking about like the Americans who own or the Russians or the the, the Arabs who own the um the these these um <clears throat> these clubs, they don't know the culture of the working class man who, who works like you said, forty, fifty, sixty hours a week and goes just to see his club be shit on the weekend. They, yeah. they, they don't have that culture in them. So, and they're first and foremost, they're business people. Mm-hmm. So, so they couldn't give two shits. If they see, if they see, I think um, the true Jordi uh, said this really well. If you see like uh, in MMA terms, if you see the two best fighters yeah. fight, you're going to watch it. Whether you're, whether you're a fan of the sport or not, you're just going to watch it because it's just too enticing not to. And, and that's what they want to create with this new Super League, I feel. And and if you're a business man, business person, and and your your main goal is to make shit ton of money or shit ton more money, then this is the way to go. Yeah, you couldn't give two shits about the love of the game, the passion, the beautiful game, whatever you want to call it. You just want to make it money. And mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna lie to you, if this does come into fruition, yeah, it's gonna be you know sad and whatnot for the Premier League. But I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the games if it happens. I mean, all the games will be will be really competitive, and it will be really like enticing to see what well, what the fuck is going to happen. So you can't you you can say it is destroying the sport, but but like I'm going to watch it. I, I I don't think you can unless unless someone comes in and says, you know, I love the game too much. I feel like this is destroying the game. I'm going to boycott it. I understand that, but if yeah. you, if you if you take it on. <clears throat> on like a percentage, I feel like eighty percent of the people are still gonna watch the Super League if it happens or not, whether they like it or not. And, I'm not and, sure. I, I get where you were what you were saying. Aaron. Yeah, I think like they don't I care think, about yeah. the sport; they care yeah, yeah, about but, making more money. Yeah, but you you were good, you were disagreeing with my percentage. What what, what do you think? How, how do you feel? I about I, that? I think it's gonna be way less. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Um, well, let's say. If you want to make that statistic of how many people are going to watch it, it's going to be a lot because they're going to bring new fans from all over the world. Like the the apparently they're gonna they're gonna want they're gonna take this to like Qatar to Singapore to America wherever. So if they do that, yeah, they're gonna sell out a hundred thousand seater stadiums every time. But if you're talking about pure football fans who have been watching football for like 20, 50 years, let's say, I don't know, like our parents, you know, us, brothers, cousins, whatever, I think it's going to be way less if we're taking it from them. Yeah, but... I won't, I won't give a shit. Gonna, yeah, but I won't give a shit about it. it. That's the thing. What, you don't, you don't care if it happens or not? No, no, I, like if it happens, I'm, I'm not watching football. You're not going to watch the football? No. So what are you gonna fucking start supporting Coventry? Uh, well, there's still there's still German football, which is gonna be fine. PSG aren't going in it. French football still gonna be the same. The two leagues you've described, right? Mm-hmm. The French league and the Bundesliga. I can tell you who's gonna win, even now. Next season, PSG are gonna win it, and the next season for for Germany, Bayern are gonna win it. John is gonna win in two years. Who? PSG and Bayern. What about three years? Okay, okay, but oh, it's false because it goes in cycles. 
before yeah, it, when we were that. when we were when we were in the junior school, PSG weren't even a thing. I understand that, but we can all agree that the Premier League is the most unpredictable league. It's the most competitive league in football, yeah. correct? Yeah. So if you're taking if you're taking the big yeah. the majority of the clubs from the Premier League, then the most exciting league to watch is is just gone. So you're gonna be, you're gonna you're gonna revert to all of these other leagues, like you said, the German and the French, which are predictable. They just are. So you don't well, have yeah, that but like you you're say not, that, but but like the top four of. Bundesliga this year is miles different from what it was last year. Yeah, and same for same and for and, the and Premier League. Schal- Schalke getting relegated. That's that's literally like saying Everton would getting relegated. Yeah, Aaron, I think I think you're you're what you're saying is probably correct. It, no, it is it three is. years ago. Three years ago, no, not today. I think this year we've seen a big shift. Not a shift, but it is a massive I mean, shift. First of all. The French league, Aaron. PSG on top. There's yeah. a genuine title race going on in France right now. They are being pushed hard by Lille and I think Monaco. Lyon. I don't know. And Monaco. And Lyon. So if you like open up the French league table, you will see the difference. PSG, I think, are second right now. And they they are being pushed to the very end. Um, okay. some, I get some that. good I get French that. league games this year. I understand. No, uh, let is, let is, me finish, my... Aaron. Hang Hang on, let me finish. The Italian league. Juventus have been winning that nine years in a row. This year, they're not going to win it. The Milan clubs have risen back up, it seems, to be at a competent, competitive standard. So that means that the Italian league now will not just be a one-horse race as it used to be in the modern game. It will go back to what it was, I don't know, early 2000s, where it was... Even in the 80s when it was... Milan, uh, right? Milan was dominating the Milan clubs. The two Milan clubs, right? And I think Lazio and also, was quite big. Ex- yeah, and in the Bundesliga, of course, Bayern are heavy favourites. But at least the thing with the Bundesliga and Bayern, Bayern dominate because not because they've got an, an injection of foreign cash, but because they are run beautifully, very, very cleverly by their owners and their board. They've got a huge amount of cash because of previous success and history, and they have used that cash very strategically to weaken their opponents and give themselves a better chance, not just in Germany, but in Europe, and it's paid off. Bayern Munich are probably the best example of a holistic and idealist um, version of a football club. Yeah. Um, what other league is there? So what we've done: France, Spain, Spain. Okay, Spain. Spain will Spain always be also, Real, Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Real but, and Barcelona are always going to be there. But, but this Madrid season again, Atletico Madrid are top, and Sevilla are in the title race. They are. And they again, are. I looked at the table the other day. I think the Atletico are first around sixty-six points. Then Barcelona and Real Madrid have 65, 64 points. And then Sevilla have 63 points. It's April. In a month, they could still be in it. Yeah. So it's not like, yeah, the, the Premier League, and, and as well, the Premier League, yeah, it actually wasn't competitive at all. Man no City way, and Liverpool yeah. fucking ran away with it in the past three, four years. 
only this year do I think the Premier League has been that unpredictable uh, force that it is that it tries to market itself as. This year, I think the standard of the teams uh, seventh and below has been much higher, and, and you can see it because Leeds Leeds came out from the Championship and are smashing it. Yeah. Um, Everton have Carlo Ancelotti as their manager have. Uh, invested extremely well and are on an upwards trajectory. Aston Wolves, Villa. Yeah. Aston Villa last year were a hair's breadth away from being relegated and this year have risen up the table, beaten Liverpool 7-2 uh, and done really good things. Wolves last year finished 7th or the, a few years ago finished 7th. This year they're not doing as well but it's because their best player cracked his head. Yeah. And I think next year they'll be right in the mix again. And we're not, we've not even spoken about West Ham. What Leicester the again. Leicester what again. Like Leicester are, a, Leicester are a top five club because Spurs and Arsenal on the pitch have fallen out of it. You know, you're right about, again, because we understand that even though Spurs and Arsenal have dipped this season, Competitively on a football level, commercially they're still huge, and they're huge enough for somebody like you to say, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm still gonna watch the Super League because these big names are in it." But this is why I'm, I'm a little bit with Elia on the, on this yeah, idea that I get that, but that's 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 not what I'm trying. What I'm trying to say is, is that the the leagues uh, without those teams for me, are going to become dull, right? So, yes, you can you can go to Germany and you can say all this stuff, but but why do that when you've got the Super League? Unless you're incredibly proud and you're football and, and like, like you guys might be, that's fine. But but football as a sport isn't a very exciting game. It, it isn't. Oh, got, you can't got, say that, man. You've got, no, no, if you compare it to other sports, it's not. You've got 90 minutes and you'll be lucky if you score one goal, two goals a game. On either side. If you're looking at basketball, they've got, I don't know how long they play, but they, there's hundreds of points scored each time. Say for American football, even tennis is, is exciting. Okay, golf, no. But do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> football uh, uh, is what it is because it, it's unpredictable. It, exactly. But, but you're going to, but if you put the best teams in one league, then you're going to find what the best of the best can do under that pressure. And you're going to, you're, it's it's like it's like me saying, would you rather watch fucking Real Madrid Barcelona, or go Sunday League and watch, I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I get it, but I think it's a I false equivalency. Plus, yeah. the thing you said about like football is not a fun thing to watch. I didn't I say that. Watch it. I didn't say that. I said it's not as exciting as other sports. I watch it because I like the game. Easily, right, but then the that's exciting, exciting for you. Yeah. Easily, there's one sport that keeps you on the edge of your seat, and for me, that's UFC or boxing. But that's because yeah. it, pain is involved, and it's just fun to watch. But we're talking yeah. if you dis See, if you exactly. don't include that's them, what, if you don't include those two, it's the go. the best sport you can watch. See, you got that. Well, Ilya is being biased right now, but I'm just saying, if you put it in, if you put sports into a category, and you base them on levels of excitement per minute. Football's on the lower end of that scale. It just is. It is. 
you get very few moments nah. per game of excellence, of, of amazingness. You just do. I don't care what you say. I feel like that's a fact. If you're comparing it to UFC, to basketball, to, to you know, American football, to these is. Yeah, but if you're comparing basketball, basketball they play on like the tiniest pitch. There's gonna, there's gonna be, and there's what is it? What's how many people play basketball? Eleven, ten, even sorry, twelve uh, each team. Don't even, I don't even know. In it five, like five maybe each. So obviously there's gonna be more moments in that game. That's why every game is like sixty. Yeah, 70. yeah I'm not, I'm not talking about but the like, fundamentals. I'm not talking about the fundamentals of a game and what makes it exciting. I'm just saying, like as a fact for me, right? Fair enough. If you don't agree, but but my statement is, football isn't that exciting. If you if you view it from you know levels of excitement per minutes played, that's yeah, what. But I'm like saying. if uh, no, I get I get where you're coming and, and, from. And, like, if you're, and if you and if you're watching teams who aren't as good, who don't have those star players to to make the game more interesting, then then the spark in that league is just gonna just gonna go. So that's why people, I think, like myself included, I'm gonna watch it as many as many games as I can. Yeah, but like I'm not gonna but, watch every game, but. It's gonna be more exciting. No, I agree with Messi, what you're saying. With if the you've got exact... Messi going up against fucking like day in day out, if you've got all these best players going up against each other, it's just going to be exciting. I understand that you can you, you think it's ruining the sport. I do, I really do. But I'm not gonna come here all proud and, and say I'm not gonna watch it. I'm gonna boycott it. I'm gonna. I'm not. Reality is, I'm probably gonna watch it if it goes through. That's what I'm saying. And it's hard for me to it's hard for me to grasp why you would boycott it completely. Because bullshit. There's no relegation. There's no, like, if every every year, like, we predict, let's say, who's going to win the league, who's going to finish top four, and who's going to get relegated. If if let's say the Premier League itself was a league in its own, like the Super League's going to be, we wouldn't watch it. It's bo- It would be boring because there's no, like, the thing with sport and the thing with football. You can lose everything and win everything in one season. United, they won't, but they can get relegated next season. Burnley can win the league next season, and they can also get relegated. It's like that's what makes everything exciting. Who, without this, with with the Super League, let's say it was made ten years ago, we wouldn't have seen Leicester win the league, which is the craziest thing, or one of the craziest things that's ever happened in sport in general. Like everyone's forgetting about it's not just these 12 teams, it's not just the best of the best, because if the best of the best were that good, PSG would not have lost to Lille the other week. You get what I'm trying to say? I get what you're trying to say, but but I'm not, I'm not, I don't, you guys can correct me on this, so if 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 a team goes to the Super League, do they still play in like the, the domestic cups in said country, like the FA Cups, Carabao? No. 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 Well, well, then don't, don't say could... no. Don't say no like it's been confirmed. So no, rumors rumors are there's going to be a like a, a league cup of the Super League. You know, like they do a okay. league cup in England and stuff like that. That's the okay. room, the rumor. And okay. the the other rumor is they're going to get kicked out of anything else. It's if it's like if you go to the Super League, buy Super League, and that's it. No Champions League, no All Europa right. League, no no Europa <laughs> Conference League, which is coming this year. No nothing. So the reason, so the reason I'm saying that is, is because like you said PSG lost to Lille last week. If you've, if you've just got the Super League games to worry about, then you could play your strongest squad day in and day out, or week in and week out. Sorry, 
Yeah, but PSG uh, did that. Did they? See, I don't know. Neymar got sent off. Did he? Yeah. Right. So so my so back back to my my point, right? If I'm being honest, I don't want this to happen. I don't think it's good for football, like you said. But I'm just yeah. saying, if it, if it does, I'll probably watch the games. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, trying to move it on a little bit because I feel like I am repeating myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to ask, what happens to the clubs that leave in regards to all what they've done so far in in their respected leagues? So, like history. You know, even the players, like their stats, are they just like erased and they start again in the new um, league? What, what's, the, what's the deal with that? I think you'd know more about that, Sano. I don't, I don't think anything will happen historically. Like they're not just going to remove all the Premier League titles, but right. Um, so, but the fans are forgetting everything now. They're saying all of this for nothing. Well, okay, yeah. that 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 could be a little bit reactionary. So. It is, and, it is. but I understand it, especially if you're a local, um, because this is this is essentially like you you have a relationship with your club, um, and it is like uh, think of a venerated figure in your life just turning around and slapping you in the face. Mm-hmm. I can see why the local fans especially feel like this because I felt like this when I saw the statement. I was like, this is. Like I, I pulled a cringe face. I, I was like, "This, you're really doing this, and you're you're really committing to this." Um, so, in in regards to your question, Aaron, I think I think a couple of things. Mm-hmm. First of all, the world has to realize that nothing is really finalized yet. Yeah. No. Because even though one of the surprises for me was that they actually announced the Super League and released the website and and release the format that was actually i was like oh wow you you went that far you're committed to it but ultimately and i think it's funny poet said this very well on comments under uh, another good video for people to watch if they want to get a gauge of the fans perspective in england he said essentially what this is is a public negotiation on a titanic scale mm. and the negotiators are uefa and the governing bodies of football versus the biggest clubs. And what they are negotiating for is a bigger share of the pool. Because, and this is some, and this is, again, I'm going to borrow another line from these videos that we've said this on the kickoff. There are no good guys here. They've all been shit, just yeah. as shit as each other. The governing bodies have allowed this to happen and they have allowed, um, they have, they've allowed these extremely greedy people into the game and now they are turning around in shock when they do their trademark. Yeah. So in regards to their history, well, if the Premier League has does what it says it's going to do, which is to remove and bar the six English clubs effective immediately from taking place from, and taking part in the Premier League, I don't know if they're going to strip the titles, but at least... They're not going to play in the Premier League from now on, as long as the Super League is a thing. And from what I've seen, they have signed like a third a contract that goes to 2023. So, again, assuming that the Premier League I lives up signed, to what it said. I, 
I thought they signed a 23-year agreement in doing this. Super oh, League. sorry, that's probably what it was. So yeah, for 23 years, Manchester United, Manchester City, Chelsea, Tottenham Hotspur, Arsenal Football Club, and Liverpool Football Club are not going to be playing in the English Premier League. Is that confirmed, or is that if it goes on ahead? If it goes ahead. Right. So this is this is if if the Premier League actually does what it says it's going to do. But because ultimately this is a public negotiation, yeah. now it's like when you're playing poker, the clubs, the, the English Premier League clubs are sitting and they have a very strong hand. And the governing bodies opposite them are trying to, to like bluff or raise, or I don't know how to use it, how to explain it. But yeah, actually they're trying to raise. They're saying, oh, you think you have a strong hand? Well, we think we're going to win in here. We're going to win this pot. And it is really a battle for a big pot of money in the middle. And you also have to look at UEFA. Are UEFA going to come down on them like a ton of bricks? And honestly, I don't know really what they could do. Because initially I thought, yeah, no, UEFA could do something here. If UEFA come out and say, play for the Super League clubs, cannot take part in the Euros or the World Cup, then those players will have a big, big problem. Because, yeah. and I think Daso, I disagree with him on this when, he, when we were speaking about it in the chat. He thinks that money talks. Money does talk. But when you're already a multimillionaire and the biggest driving force for you, for everybody who plays football, is not club football. Let's be real. It's the bloody World Cup. That trophy is iconic in human history. That gold globe sitting on that. It, yeah. Everybody wants to play in the World Cup. If you come around, well, so it's FIFA who makes this decision. But if FIFA say, yeah, no, you're not allowed to play in the World Cup anymore. The it players are going to have, well, they're not going to, they're probably going to go on strike. I think they should go on strike because then the owners are going to be like, well, fuck. I would now honestly what? love it. Sorry. Yeah, so on. United play Leeds next, right? I would actually love it if every single player on the pitch stood still for 90 minutes. <laughs> I don't care. I don't, like Literally, I could care less if City lose to Villa and then we're five points behind if we beat Leeds, whatever. I could care less about that. No, but the thing is, Ilya, I, I feel really sorry for the players right now. Because it's I not their fault. Well. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Like I think Bruno Fernandes is the only United player so far to come out and, and say like, Money can't buy all of this or whatever, all of these memories or something like that, he said. Yeah, but also from a, from an employee-employer perspective, you're not going to... They would have been sat at home seeing the announcement of the players, right? This is how I imagine it going. Yeah. They would have been like, what the fuck is going on? They were going to want answers. Then the next day, I assume, they would have walked into the football club Oof. and gone, okay, we want info. And... If I'm Ed Woodward, if I'm the Glazer family, or if I'm Florentino Perez, or if, if I'm any all, if, of the big if, dogs... If you're all them, you're a prick. That's true. But also, I would anticipate this reaction from the players. I would be like, well, the players and the fans are going to fucking hate us. But one, they don't care. And two, they're going to they make a money. shitload of money. Yep. Exactly. So if I'm anticipating players, I'm going to walk in and have a meeting with the players. And I'm going to tell them how it is. Because ultimately, again, all the power lies with these football clubs and they know it Edward mm -hmm. is going to walk in, in into the room the players are going to be like yo 
not going to be able to play for our national teams. Is it true that the Super League is happening? I'll be like, yes, it's true that the Super League is happening. And two, I'll be like, there is no fucking way uh, UEFA are not going to cave and give us what we want. And I think that's what's going to happen. UEFA are going to cave. They're going to let the players play in the Euros because if the best players do not play in the Euros, then like Aaron was saying earlier, it might lose its appeal. Yeah. Internationally. Because it's not just Europe who watches the Euros. It's the world. It's Still. the world. Um, it's got the, the, the marketing power of the Euros is going to drop to the level of the Copa Americana or the CONCACAF or the, mm-hmm. um, the African Nations Cup. Those yeah. don't make as much money as the Euros because Best the money in football is in Europe. Really. Yeah, the money in football is in Europe. And so no. Europe tr- tends to generate the best players. So I'm at Woodward and I'm walking into a meeting with the players. They're going to be like, yada, yada, yada. And Edward was going to be like, no, listen, right now uh, we're calling UEFA's bluff. It, I think it's highly likely that UEFA are going to cave, invite them back into the Champions League, uh, give them more, give them what they want, which is, I don't know what they fucking want. The biggest, the money in football comes in broadcasting. So they're probably going to say, okay, we will give you the rights to broadcast your own games to the degree that you want. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going to walk away happy. The Champions League is going to get the premier European powers back in and the the 12 premier the 12 super league clubs are going to be getting more money again yeah but yeah but those those super league um clubs i get what you're saying how like the like players are not on how can i say i understand what you're saying well how like a player's like best achievement in 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 life can be winning the World Cup and lifting the the World Cup for the country. I get that, right? But not every player thinks like that. And if these players and if these clubs are going to go to the Super League, and they're going to then there's going to be an injection of cash in that league. We're going to be talking about wages that we've never seen before in our lives, and and it will be really difficult for someone to 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 choose between the World Cup and having a shit ton more money, but but. It's a fifty-fifty. People, people are going to go either way. I mean, if That's you true. if you if you look at Ronaldo, for example, he's thirty-six. He's going to think to himself, "How many more Euros or World Cups have I me?" I know he's an unreal specimen. He could probably go until he's forty-five. But it, it's just for for the sake of things, he's thinking, "Well, oh, I'm going to get some more cash." So fuck the Euros. I've already won a a, a, a Euros for them. Fuck the World Cup. I'm just gonna go and get easy money. And they so won't. Many... They won't think like that. See, the elite, see, the elite of the elite won't think like that. Yeah, I don't. I, I think you're being a bit naive. Nah. I think you are because you can't. You you love this game, and I understand all the players that are playing are very fortunate, and I know that they know they're fortunate enough to be playing the game and getting a shit ton of money for it. But these players are hungry, and and sometimes that hunger isn't just the accolades of football. Whether it be fame, whether it be trophies, it's also the money. And 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 so and so many of these footballers have come from nothing, 
and 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 just having that background would would for me in my eyes mean that the money might be just a bit more than them than all the other rest because they've got family to look after they've got loved ones friends and stuff you know so many people rely on them so why not go for the more money it, it's it's not an easy it's not an easy question to answer but i don't think it's so it's so black and white as you think it is how players are just going to opt to to say you know sod this i'm going to look for another club and if the only clubs are available are Bayern and all these lot, how many players can buy and buy from all these people who might be leaving the, the, the clubs from the Super League? So then you might f- find people playing for Everton or playing for Leicester, which it will be interesting to see, but it's just not, it's not in the mentality of those players, in my opinion, if you get what I'm trying to say. No, no, no I, there's definitely going to be players who are going to be like Starczewskiemu or like I don't care about, you know, um, achieving great stuff like sporting yeah. excellence. They're going to be like, yeah, I want to get like, I want to get my money, whatever. But the best players in the world, let's be real, there's only two of them. That's Messi and Ronaldo. They don't play for money. Which I think they, I don't know about they Messi because I don't, I don't, I don't know. Money. Yeah, that, this, this is what I'm saying. Like Ronaldo has what? A lifetime billion dollar deal with Nike. Yeah, like, what more money is he gonna get? Yeah, but what like more for me, Ronaldo, he, like like you said, yeah, he's like he's thirty six. He's got yeah. the Euros this year. He's got the World Cup next Christmas. Like that was the last his last two competitions. And he said, like, if uh, the only reason I can't like I don't know anything about Messi because I haven't seen any documentaries about him. I don't don't know how he thinks and what he thinks. But Ronaldo has done extensive. Interviews yeah. with Piers Morgan, whatever. I, I think, based off what I've seen, and it could be completely different. I think Ronaldo would rather play in the Euros and the World Cup than go to a Super League. Fair enough. Fair enough. Only fair enough. But at the same time, because he's that type, he wants to be number one in everything. It also wouldn't surprise me if he went to the Super League if it happens, yeah, because obviously he wants to perform in the in the Super League. Yeah, there's so many different aspects to Ex- yeah, exactly. Game yeah, now. yeah. And it all comes down to like the players' values, like you said. But, but like, it's <clears> difficult <throat> to just say, you know, I'm gonna. I love this game; it's given me so much. So I'm gonna sacrifice. When when money talks a hell of a lot, it just does, and that's the sad truth. Um, I also think though, if one player, and I'm talking like Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Mbappe, Lewandowski, Haaland, whatever. If one of them makes like a big stance and says like completely no to this, then they'll get more. Because I think a lot of them are quite scared to do that. What you mean? They get I, more money? No, no. It's, it's good to go against it. To go against it. I'll tell you why I don't think that's realistic. It's not because I don't think they have the morals, the more the morality to do so. I think if you're a football player and you're a professional, the first thing you're going to do when you hear this. Is speak to your manager, yeah, 100%. or speak or speak to your club executive. Then, if you disagree with it, the next thing you is speak to your agent because you want to secure your you, you want to you want to be financially secure still. Mm-hmm. And I think that every single super player, shall we say, every single agent of theirs is going to tell them, "Do not go public with this. Wait and see exactly how it's going to pan out." 
Yeah. And I think most players are going to go with that because they're not stupid. Or if they are, at least they're smart enough to let somebody like an agent make decisions for them. And I think that's an interesting topic for us to go into. The money in football, uh, Aaron, this, this thing that you've been talking about, which is correct, that footballers make an obscene amount of money. And every time they want to extend their contract or renew their contract or move to a new club, they always demand more money. But is that really is it really their fault that say, for example, can you really blame someone who works in an industry where essentially the minimum wage is like 20 grand a week at the highest level? And no. Exactly. So, no, but, but, so is but it their like, fault? It's not their fault, but they're spoiled. They're spoiled. It's, it's, it's not really, it's not directly <coughs> their fault, but they are spoiled. And once you've worked in this industry and you've been spoiled, you want more and you want more and you want more, then, then that's, why, that's why I've said what I've said, because... But, yeah, go But I think, I think once you... So I'll take your sentence. Once you've worked in, a, in this industry, you've been spoiled and you don't deserve more. Well, in, in any industry, Aaron, in any industry, you're going to demand more the more experience you get. And so, it, again, it's like any employee, say, they're never going to, if the chance for a promotion comes up, they're never going to say, you know what, I'm happy with this salary. Uh, in fact, pay me less, but you behave better. They're never, no, no employee in any walk of life is going to do that. And it's the same in football. It's once your contract is running out, you're going to be stupid to say, uh, yeah, pay me less. Because you're asking for a promotion, essentially, or not a promotion. Uh, It's a little bit different because it's like the service industry. They see that you give me what you have been giving me or more, or I will take my services elsewhere. And it's not their fault that like the starting level is 60k a week. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, but that goes hand in hand with what I'm saying. Because if they start the Super League, they'll have the cash available and all the players are going to move to the Super League as opposed to go to the Europa League or, or sorry, the Euros or the World Cup. Well, I think I think this is why like we 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 uh, the difference in opinion here is how much we think players value the World Cup, basically. Yeah, and I, I do think I do think international tournaments are just different. Um, I'll give you an example. Even even at youth level, even us here in Cyprus, when I was playing for I, at that level, yeah, you can win the league, but you can also get called up to the national team. And that is sick. Like, just saying, Harry was so close to playing for the national team. And me being, like, his teammate by association, that's so sick. Like, oh, yeah, I get to play for Cyprus. That's so much better than saying, yeah, I get to play for Ajax in the Champions League. Because the cool thing about saying you can play for Ajax in the Champions League is that you're representing Cyprus. But doing that directly is cooler, I think, 
And I think all professionals see it that way. Yeah, no, I agree. But but you need to understand there's an element of naivety in, in your in your um, image of so you're you're in love with the idea of of, of like the the accolades and not not even the accolades, just, just the, the idea of playing for your country. Players and so many people do feel that way, but once you've achieved that and once you've played that first game, things change. You don't think the same anymore. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I get what you're trying so, to say. So that could always be there. It could always be in your blood. It could be your biggest dream. And once you've achieved it, you want to try and go to the very end and pick up the trophy, the World Cup, whatever you want to call it. I do agree. But, you, but I've fallen into the trap of being in love with the idea of things. I have, and, and being that, and being naive. So I'm just trying to come with a bit of a curveball here and try and bring it down a level, so we can try and see for like the bigger picture. Because all oh, these players, true. these players already have everything. They they do. They've got, if not everything, they've got 99% of any of everything they could possibly get in a lifetime. So I'm just trying to bring it down a level and just tell you that it's it's not that simple. It's it's. You you describing about you being called up for Ike and even Harry, I get that, and I would be very excited for him on his behalf, and I'm sure he would, as you were, but it's just not that simple. It isn't. And and I, I know I know this isn't particularly for you, but you need to understand that money talks. It does, and it's a sad fact, but it's just it's a fact. Yeah. And I know I'm drilling this into your heads a lot, and and, and I know it's probably wrong, but it's just it. It's no, there. no, no. Like I agree completely. Because did you guys um, like even take it to boxing, with uh with Jake Paul and Ben Askren the other day? Did you see who was on commentary? Fraudulent. Snoop, Snoop Dogg. It was Snoop Dogg. Um, like the oh, the Milio oh, sisters he... presented him with the title because that's going to bring more money if they really wanted it. A sports sporting excellence PPV, they would put everyone involved in boxing, but because money talks, like you said, they're going to bring people in to make more money, even if they don't know anything about sport. Yeah, which is why we all have every football club, most of them have all these rich American owners, yeah. none of them know anything about football. Oh, yeah, but it's 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 all a business, and that's why it's happening. And I, I get that. It is, it is. And I could be wrong, just like you could be wrong. And yeah, exactly. One, we we don't even one player, the, the, you know, There's one player who who couldn't give a shit about money. They've made yeah. enough money. They're gonna. And then, likewise with me, I could be right in saying no. Fuck the World Cup. Fuck everything. Yeah. I want more money. Mm-hmm. There's there's no right answer here, but I just wanted to say my part in that. I want to. Hit you with the return. Go on, then. I do understand that money <laughs> talks, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll probably try and tell you in the most blunt way I can as concerning this topic. The people who have operated with the most integrity regarding their goals are the owners of the the Super League clubs. They understand how money works, and I kind of have to respect them for it. Even though they are cunts, and yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, I know. I, I get what you mean. The, the idea of what football is supposed to be, I have to respect the fact that they decided. You governing bodies are not good enough. You are not 
giving us what we believe we are valued and deserve. So we are going to take it into our own hands and to hell with all of you. So I, I, I respect that aspect and I understand that they have the power to do so because like you said, money talks. I'm just talking about the, the, the naivety in my argument is just on the player's side because yeah. I, I do think that it's realistic, more realistic than you think for national pride to win over in this case. Not just because of the reasons I've said previously, but also because it's a competitive sport. And these guys are the top of competition, which means that they are hyper competitive. Well, 100%. So, so because of that, I also think like, also as well, in addition, because they are hyper competitive, if the Premier League do kick them out, and obviously they're not going to be playing in the Champions League, and all they have to play in is the Super League, then the novelty of playing the big clubs is going to wear thin very exactly. quickly. That's exactly also, what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, oh, and agree. also for global fans as well. The only way it won't wear out quickly is if they do take these games around the world and make it so that each every, week every a stadium is set of sold fans out. fills the stadium. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And one thing and, I will say, sorry, with... Go on. So let's say the Super League happens, right? Then I don't know how how long does it take to form a real rivalry? Years, yeah. right? Yeah. Liverpool and United have been rivals for decades. Like PSG, no, not PSG. They're not they're not even in it. United versus AC Milan, that will never be a rivalry ever. Even if the Super League goes on for twenty three years, yeah. it's never going to be an exciting game where like fans on social media can like understand the throw the, the the repercussions of losing and winning like you can't form a rivalry if one club is from a different country they won't like the, it, there won't be passion in that league they just won't no yeah i get exactly. that i get that and aaron I, you you said earlier that football in your opinion is the one of the least expi- exciting sports in terms of um emotional spikes per minute right yeah but you watch it, we watch it, and Billions it's the biggest games. sport. It's the biggest sport in the world, and I think the reason for that is because we love the romanticized version of yeah. sport. We love the beautiful game. Yeah. yeah, all it takes is that one moment. That's all it needs. Yeah, no, no, Aaron's right. not talking about like he doesn't think it's boring. But like, if you are taking someone who has never watched football and never watched basketball. They would probably like the excitement of basketball. Is that what you're trying to say, basically? Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I was but, 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 it, I was but for you, you would watch football yeah. 100%. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah, especially, yeah. especially if it's the club I support. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like fucking when Lampard was was going through that shit and we were losing every other game, I was still watch us fucking play. Still watch the game. I still watch the game because it's the it's it's a sport it's I love. Beauty of it, yeah. Yeah, I love to play it as well. Um, but I I was just saying that because. If, you, if you've got, like, really good teams playing in the best league, or Super League, sorry, then it's going to be more exciting, and that's going to just be more appealing to audiences. That's all, I, that's all I said. I completely agree. That's all I said. They're going to they're gonna, they're, they're gonna make so much money. Well, sure. They're going to bring yeah. so many more audiences. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to be crazy financially and viewership-wise. Oh, 100%. And I love but, this game. But they're going to lose the pure 
sporting fans. Yeah, and then and then the game will just be fake. It'll just be. This I also think it el- has it has a limited lifespan. Yeah, elitist, rich of the rich people will only go and watch the games. Yeah. I I bet they're gonna fucking charge you like. 15 20 pounds a month to watch it on a subscription yeah, service, be like, like that. Yeah, but, um, sorry, going back to the lifespan thing, I do agree, but but what if what if due to the injection of money, they can just every five years get new players, get more, get the most exciting players back into the teams, and then essentially have, have a new team every five years and then again go at it again. Well, that's that's what they're trying to do. So initially, they're starting off. These twelve have been announced. Yeah. They want to get another three, and then they're gonna do like I think each year they're bringing in a new one until it goes to twenty. Is that how it's done, or is have I just made that up? Uh no. So you have the you have the twelve founding clubs. Yeah. And they say that there's three more founding three more. clubs that will be announced. Um, Which and I'm guessing they wanted it to be PSG, Bayern, and. Porto or Ajax or Dortmund. Yeah, so so they they, the, it's funny because they wanted to be fifteen, but the of the they, they struggled to get twelve, and now they're struggling to get the final three. Yeah, because everybody hates the idea. They wanted they wanted to be fifteen clubs that are going to be in it every year, and right. so um, five clubs. They say that they are going to select them based on previous years of accomplishments so it'll be like the winner of the premier league yeah stuff like that will will, will be invited to the super league for that one year and the the ones making the decision because the board of directors of the super league is the owners of the football clubs Mm -hmm. so they're going to be making the decision and if you read between the lines even though in the statement they say, oh, yeah, we'll decide on previous year's accomplishments. Nah, they'll just get the most marketable opposition they can find. Yeah. If we're looking at it realistically. And I think it'll be super interesting if, uh, to, to talk about the, the lifespan of this thing. Because yeah, yeah. it doesn't last um, more than three years. I don't think years. it will last, Aaron. More than no, three years, no, it doesn't no, last. I don't, I don't think it will last, but I'm just saying like, couldn't they just like buy any player and every player there is just to bring in the excitement like every three or five years? I get that, okay. but if um, but let's say like there's a, a there's a 16 year old kid right now who has the ability of Messi or close, let's say, and he's very passionate of achieving his dreams in playing in the Champions League, winning it in the World Cup, winning it or Euros, whatever or the cop american stuff like that if the super league goes ahead and then they ban them from doing all those things the chances of them getting a player who is amazing is inevitably going to be less very true yeah, i think I but but then i also agree with you a lot of people care about money so maybe they could get a player you know like <laughs> if mino raiola was the best football player on the planet he would go to the super league well, let's let's but, think about let's think about the future mm-hmm. because think about the academy the academy systems have essentially been fucked here I think yeah because who if like you, surely they can't to... play against uh, they can only play against uh, the super league clubs well it's not just it's not just who who they play against I think if you're a youngster right now before the super league you knew that if you start out in your own country or 
-hmm. if you want to take it to the UK. If you're a lad from Exeter, you know that if you play for your local grassroots team, then you go to like, I don't know, is it Crystal Chelsea. Palace who are close to Exeter or Chelsea? Ah, you can, oh, if you're good yeah. enough at your, if you're good enough in Exeter, you'll be scouted and you'll play. Well, let's not say Chelsea because they're in the Super League, but let's say Fulham. You'll be scouted okay. by Fulham, and then you'll be able to someday realistically have ambitions of playing in the Premier League with the best of the best, and then you might be bought. But it with the Super League, right? Let's take us for example. Here in Cyprus. A 12-year-old kid right now could be incredible. Yeah. In order for him to be able to play at the highest club level, he's going to somehow have to prove himself on, shall we say, the inferior level. So the, the hamstrung Premier League, mm -hmm. the, the hamstrung Champions League. He's going to have to prove himself there extremely difficult for him because the money is not going to be there because the money's all going to go to the super league Correct. so there there's less of a, there's, there's going to be less financial incentive across the world to become footballers because the entry is going to be much harder and more closed off and because right. of that they're going to kill i mean i've just realized it, but i think that kills the interest in the game exactly. as far as a career option yeah yeah, yeah i agree and that's going to be critical because you're going to shrivel up the talent pool. It's going to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, let's that's let's just stay. Let, fucked up. <laughs> I mean, let's just stay. Like, I want a one-word answer from both of you. Do you want the Super League to happen? No. No. Sano? Exactly. So, like. Oh well, actually, but you know what it is. It's not as simple as that. No, no, no. I want it. I, yeah, but like after all we've debated. Would yeah. you want to see it? I I wouldn't want to see it, but if it happens, I like I would. Okay, Thano. Because because it's gonna be a match that I'll be like, oh, I have to fucking see that. Yeah. Uh, no. The answer for me is no because currently, from what we know and what we've debated, if the Super League is what they have said it is going to be in their official statement, then it's a big bag of shit. It's unsustainable, and it's going to end football as we know it. Yeah. I would agree with you, Sano. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't, because, like, let's, like, for me, Aaron, you, you'll watch it. I, I don't I don't see how you can support Chelsea in the same way. Like, have as, as strong as an emotional I, connection to it. I think like, maybe me, Aaron I, is just interested in what would happen. That Okay, Ra in that aspect, I agree, yeah, but I, yeah, I still yeah, wouldn't yeah. watch it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've said my reasons, like, before, yeah. but... Uh, I just, I don't want to watch fucking Barnsley play COVID. Yeah, but yeah, but like we we would like you don't watch those games one because we're not used to that level, and two we don't support them. I think yeah, how many games of football there are a week. Like if if Chelsea play Brighton and then Liverpool are playing City, you're gonna watch two games that week. You're not gonna watch also, like yeah, let's, yeah, let's that's not my sniff team, at. but that's my team. If if exactly. my team's been plonked up out from its if like this is why I don't I don't get I don't get your so so Manchester United's gonna play the Super League. Who are you gonna be supporting in the Premier League? Well, right, like gonna, for, I'm for not me, gonna be supporting yeah, anybody. No, no one. Like it's just gone. Huh. Well, well see, I don't I don't get that because I, I wanna watch I, I love the Premier League. I think it was the most exciting league there is. 
Mm-hmm. And and th- there is some still some good teams in there, but it's just not appealing for me. Yeah, you said you're going to go to Germany and watch Germans. You're going to go to France and watch the French. But but that, I, I, I don't get that. I don't, I don't see how you can just switch it off like that. But like you can you can love something unconditionally, but you don't want to like be involved in it as well. United, no, I'll, you... al- I'll always love United. But yeah, like you... if they go into this because of the way it's run, so like it's the owners' fault. I'm not blaming. I don't hate United, and it's not that I don't want to watch United. I just don't the way it's being done that they're disregarding every other club, every other level of football, no matter if you're good or if you're shit. That's the thing I hate, and I don't want to be associated with watching that. All right, fair enough. And do you get what I'm saying? Different. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch the Germans. I, I do hear what you're saying, Rabia. It's it's, it's true. I wouldn't watch the German league, or I wouldn't watch the French league, or I wouldn't watch the Premier League. Um, I watch, I watch the Premier League. I watch English football basically um, because of Manchester United. That is my team. Uh, I don't really have the desire to spend as much time watching games across Europe. Um, I'm not a good football fan in that way. I don't watch the El Clasico when it's on. I don't watch. Uh, the Classico in Germany. I don't watch um, Le Classique in France. And I don't watch the Italian derbies. But uh, I love football, the game, uh, because of growing up, I just happened to find the ball. I kicked it and I just enjoyed it. And I, I fell in love with Manchester United because of, of Wayne, Wayne Rooney. Rooney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw that volley against Newcastle and I was like, who does this guy play for? For his team. And the more I learned about it, about the, the team the, and the history and all that, the, I just stuck with it because I'd made a decision and it's it's frivolous to turn away from it. Uh, this would be like, again, what we said earlier, the analogy of Manchester United, the fans in the face. If I was a Mancunian and Manchester United is my club, then I would assume that the next step is for them to go and support their local team on the grassroots level. So that could be Salford City in League Two. It could be Mm -hmm. FC United of Manchester, which was I went to watch them once. They were were sick. Yeah, which, Aaron, FC United of Manchester were formed in protest of the Glazer takeover in 2005. Mm -hmm. Um, Ryan Giggs' brother is the manager of reserves as well. The the fans... So they they keep it very local. Yeah, Ilya, actually explain what FC United is. You, no, you literally said it. It's basically fans of United were getting angry over the Glazers and how they were they bought the club and put them straight into debt because the Glazers got like a $500 million loan, didn't they? Or something. Yeah, from JP Morgan. Exactly. And then they bought United and then they made their debt United's debt. So every year they're getting pulling money out of the United to put it into the... to pay back their debt. So that's why they hated them. So then they made this club... FC United of Manchester, which I think is like over 50, well over 50% run by the fans, if not all of it. I don't know exactly. So every decision they make, it's based off the fans. And uh, they keep everything very, very local. So like even the managers and stuff like that is, you know, there's, See, a, there's, if, a, few, there's if, a few people on my course who uh, manage there as well. If, if United go to the Super League, what happens to United FC of Manchester? Does they're, that separate get they're separate. No, they're, they're separate. separate. 
yeah, oh. yeah. It's, it's it's a football it's a football club. They're in like the sixth right. or seventh division, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and Salford they're in League Two officially, which is run by the Class Ninety Two and one of the owners of Valencia, I think, and maybe someone else. Okay. Yeah, Aaron, they called yeah. it. They, they called it. They reversed. So they reversed yeah. Manchester United Football Club so that they don't get sued by United. Yeah. But, but they're like, we're, FC, no, we're going FC to, United we're going to take. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take. Uh, we're gonna make our own football club that has nothing to do with the Glazers because they yeah. despise the Glazers. I mean, when the Glazers took over United in two thousand five, there were mass protests, and they, the Glazers, started yeah. killers. Uh, yeah. The, honestly, the now, only reason United was successful from two thousand and five till two thousand and thirteen was because of two reasons in my eyes anyway. Sir Alex Ferguson and David Gill. Once they left and we were left with the great the Glazers and then Ed Woodward was put in a position of football power, then we started to go down. If we were bought from the Glazers and we didn't have David Gill and Ferguson, there's no way we would have uh, done we would have won the league three times in a row, won the Champions League and then kept winning the league until two thousand thirteen. Yeah. And and to sort of to sort of because we went on a tangent to go back to what I was telling you, Aaron. For me, or what I think, like football fans. By the way, um, this is just in case this is finalized, right? If the European yeah, Super yeah. League becomes a thing and football dies, yeah. Then if again, like I would, I think the local Mancunian fans are going to and should support their local teams, mm-hmm. uh, and they're probably going to. And me, for example. I wouldn't be able to watch Manchester United because it would have died the day the Super League becomes official and the day it removes itself from the essence of football. Mm-hmm. And so what I would do is, because teams do, football is football and it's not going to die, right? So no. I'd still play it. Of course, oh, yeah, I would. definitely. It's a fun, I'd probably, it's play, the, it's I'd so probably fun. play it more now. Yeah. Like, I'll go back to uni and I'll play for my uni team. And... Mm-hmm. As far as teams team supporting, I mean, I hope the Anitrullus do well, but that's the best I could <laughs> wow. hope for, really. Wow. You know, you know who you should support, Thano? With me, Wrexham. Why? <laughs> well, one, it's like twenty minutes away from me, and two, it's yeah. owned by Ryan Reynolds now, and the other. Actor. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do that, Ilya, because it's twenty minutes away from you. If I was to support a team in England, it'd be like hashtag because. <laughs> No. <laughs> subscribe to Spencer yeah, since yeah, before okay. he hit a million subscribers. Yeah, yeah. To be uh, or like Stratford Paddock, and I think like right now for me, I'm currently because it's a we're all in limbo. I'm fascinated to see what happens. I'm so because again, I love this analogy that this is just a huge public negotiation. I'm very interested to see how everybody involved is going to react and. Mm. For the Go time on. being, when we play uh, Leeds next week at Ellen Road, I don't know I'm if I'll celebrate me. Uh, no, I'm going to be hoping for a United victory because I I'll be supporting the players. True. And true. The, the players. And I want to see how they react. Player, yeah, if I was a player, I would want to win to give the fans something to smile about. Hey, at least the footballing part of Manchester United is still business as usual. Which is great because we have been playing a lot better the last two games. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't even care. The, like we, the football that we've been playing, it's as if 
something has changed and then this has come to like put a downer on everything. So like hopefully they'll react in a better way. But did you so we, like did you guys see what Guardiola said today or yesterday? I think it was today. I did, but what there was nothing th- wow about it. No, not wow, but he indicated like that he doesn't like it because he doesn't want to be handed anything, which obviously is ironic, but that's not the point. Like, no, uh, but this is what we were saying earlier yeah, about like, the professionals he, he and the managers and the exactly, players. They, they want competition. Exactly. Like, they it won't care it about the it money. Matter, I, like, it doesn't matter that we beat Southampton nine 0 Like we earned beating them. If that makes sense, obviously that you can go into the game and tactics and all that. But like. If you if you're way better than someone and you beat them, you want to beat them fair and square, like everyone says, right? They don't want, yeah. you don't want to take it easy on anyone, and then you don't want that, like you being good. You don't want to be put in a place where it's just the good ones and not the shit ones. Let's say, like they want to earn winning the league. They want to earn going down. Like they want to take the losses with the wins fair and square. They don't want to be separate to anyone. And I never thought I would agree with Guardiola in my life. Aaron, what do you think? So you're you're going to be a Chelsea fan come hell or high water? Yeah, but you know, if I'm being realistic, I'll probably get bored after what the first year, two years, unless unless they do something to spark up more yeah. appeal. Or... Do you know what's a better like overall conclusion to all of this? Which Ander Herrera said, I think. Well, I don't know if you two saw that. Well, basically, obviously, he he said he doesn't agree with it. But he's all for the change of format in the Champions League that they're bringing out in 2023-24. Which I think is the best conclusion that they can come to. Which is leave the leagues as they are, but then change the way the, the Champions League is played. Florentino Perez, the Real Madrid president, he released a statement today. I didn't read all of it. But one of one of the things that highlighted and stood out to me was... He said that the interest in football from 16 to 24 year olds is dying, and that's one of and the Super League is something that is going to revitalize interest in football on that angle. And I thought, you well, idiots, you idiots, it's just going to plummet it even more. I think they're saying that because fans in stadiums tend to be on the older side. Sorry, Aaron, did you say something? Um, I don't. I don't know if he meant like bring in a new type of fan who would be in that age, or or do you, or do you mean like revitalize the the fans that are already, already yeah, aged and then I, bringing them back? Which one did he mean? Or I'm guessing he meant the latter. Okay, then like, let's be honest. Like they've got to think if bringing in new fans is quite unreasonable. Because football, for one, the World Cup was seen by like 2.7 million, 2.7 billion people or something crazy, maybe more. Like, how many more people can you find that will watch sport or will watch football? Yeah, no, fair enough. Okay, like I, the, I, the I billion, watch... the billions yeah, that can't no, even no, no. watch it because they can't afford TV. The other, the like the two-year-olds who are born who won't even remember. Like the other ones who are interested in other sports, like. I think football is maximised already in, as a fan base. Yeah. You know, I, so I agree with you guys. I just wanted to make sure to see how my answer yeah. was on point. But yeah, no, it's, it's nice shiny shit. 
watch like this podcast. I've been like pro Chelsea, right? And like I'll support you no matter what. Watch us fucking lose against Brighton. <laughs> Brighton. <laughs> I actually, I hope you do because I, 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 I like Brighton. So I, I, like hope, I like Brighton. I hope you win and you keep a clean sheet because I've got Mason Mount Havertz <laughs> and Thiago Silva in my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> well, so thank you for listening and listening. Thank you for listening. All right, thank to you this special yeah, edition. Thank you for listening. Been a pleasure. But this was just something very near and dear to our hearts as you would have noticed. And uh, once again, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.